Welcome to another edition of Not Fake News. Exposing and analyzing misinformation, disinformation, and no information reported or not reported in the news. I'm your host, Mike T., your Ivy League conservative and former Democrat who has come to his senses. And I am coming to you from the great Midwest, our flyover country. A week ago on Friday, March 24th, the United States House of Representatives, uh, by slim margin, passed H.R. 5, named the Parents' Bill of Rights Act. Unlike the Inflation Reduction Act, the Parents' Bill of Rights Act is truthfully named. The goal of the Parents' Bill of Rights Act is to, quote, ensure the rights of parents are honored and protected in the nation's public schools, end quote. Let me repeat, the goal of the Parents' Bill of Rights Act is to ensure the rights of parents are honored and protected in the nation's public schools. Now, the Parents' Bill of Rights Act passed in the United States House of Representatives by a vote of 213 to 208. Now, if you're paying attention, you're good in math and civics, then you will know that there are 435 House members. So, 14 representatives did not vote on this bill. The non-voting Democrat representatives are, of course, unidentified by the news media. The re, uh, but here's the remarkable thing. The remarkable thing is that each and every Democrat who voted for the bill voted against the bill. They voted against the Parents' Bill of Rights Act. Let me say that again. All of the Democrats, members of Congress who voted on the bill, including those who are parents of school-aged children, and those who are parents of school-aged children attending public schools, all of them voted to oppose a bill to ensure the rights of them as a parent, ensure the rights that they're honored and protected in the nation's public schools. Now, because we are not fake news, I must disclose that five Republicans voted against the bill. But they did not vote against the bill for the same reasons given by the Democrats as it appears to be portrayed in the fake news media. The Republicans who voted against the bill did it because it did not go far enough in protecting parental rights. More about that later. Now, if you are a resident of a congressional district with a congressperson who voted against the Parents' Bill of Rights Act, you may want to make some effort to find out why your congressperson voted that way. The fake news media quoted a few speakers, a few radical Democrats, and we will get to that later in the podcast. But most Democrats gave no reason why they opposed the Parents' Bill of Rights Act. So the vote was taken on Friday, March 24th. The fake news media reported on the vote the next day. That would be Saturday, March 25th. And then 
crickets. Completely dropped the story like a hot potato. Unlike most major pieces of controversial legislation where the vote was split right down party lines, there were zero editorials and zero op-ed or commentary articles. Except for one. Breaking news. There was one op-ed piece written in the New York Times by Jamel Bowie on Sunday, April 2nd. The headline of the commentary was, Beware the Heckler's Veto, What the Republican Push for Apparent Rights is Really About. Quoting Jamel Bowie, and I quote, It sounds unobjectionable. Of course parents should have rights which is probably why parents' rights has become the term of choice for the conservative effort to ban books, censor school curriculum, and suppress politically undesirable forms of knowledge, end quote. He goes on to say that parents' rights, and I'm quoting him again, when some parents have the right to dominate all the other parents, and that this parents' rights movements will, quote him again, undermine public education, end quote. I am not making this up. Dear Jamil Bowie of the New York Times, if a majority of parents wants to have a book removed from the school library or exclude historically false or ideologically Marxist curriculum because these things are objectionable to them, then isn't this the very essence of democracy? Should anybody be able to write anything, call it a children's book, and demand that every school library carry that book, no matter how objectionable, even pornographic? If not, then who do you think should make the decision whether to accept or reject a book in a school library? The education experts? What if the education experts are pushing an agenda that parents or even the school board does not agree with? Don't parents have the right to decide how their children are educated? No, says Jamil Bowie of the New York Times. Not the right-wing parents. Their values and activism will undermine public education. And by the way, what is, quote, politically desirable form of knowledge, end quote? Who gets to decide? That is at the heart of this critical cultural debate, whether parents ha can have a say in what goes into a curriculum, whether parents have a say, whether third graders should be taught about sex or be exposed to objectionable material, or whether young school-aged children should be taught they are inferior or superior based on the color of their skin, and whether they are a guilty oppressor or an oppressed victim. These are important questions in the public schools in 2023. I guess the ultimate question is, whose school is it anyway? The parents, residents, and taxpayers of the school district, or the school administrators and the teachers' union? So the vote was taken. The bill was passed by the House Republicans. So what? 
According to the fake news media, there is nothing else to see here. According to them, the far-right party narrowly passed unreasonable legislation in the House of Representatives that the fake news industry and Democrats, they are one and the same, do not agree with. Democrat Senate Majority Leader Schumer, the latest incarnation of Harry Reid, has declared the Parents' Bill of Rights dead on arrival like an aborted fetus. So why waste any more media space? It was foolish, a foolish, desperate attempt to push through unwanted MAGA legislation. Case closed. End of discussion. Schools will continue to be run by educators. Parents be damned. Except that news consumers have a right to know more about the Parents' Bill of Rights Act, since millions of news consumers include parents of school-aged children. Of course, the news media never printed the actual bill or even sections of the bill, so it is necessary to examine the bill ourselves to determine whether the media is accurately reporting the truth about the legislation. So let's put on our own news reporter shoes and examine the 30-page bill and read its text. Through the wonders of technology, anyone can access the bill, read it, and print it. All you have to do is go to congress.gov website. It's only 30 pages and it's worth reading. Certainly, any candidate running for a local school board should read and discuss the bill because it articulates many minimal, common sense, practical actions that schools could take and should take if they desire to support parents and promote parental involvement in their schools. And since it is clear from the news reports that the Federal Parental Bill of Rights Act will not become federal law, at least not in the next two years. So if you are a candidate for a local school board seat and you agree with all or even some of the tenets of the Parents' Rights Bill Act, such as accountability, more transparency, safety of the children, notices to parents, then you must present a Parents' Bill of Rights Act in your local school district. That's where it belongs anyway. So what is the Parents' Bill of Rights Act? The Parents' Bill of Rights Act is actually a series of amendments to the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965. The first thing it does is require each state to ensure that each local educational agency in the state, we'll call that the school board, that each school board post its curriculum on a publicly accessible website. Who could be opposed to that? The curriculum needs to be approved by the superintendent and the school board. It's not a secret, nor should it be. So why not post the approved curriculum online? Remember, we are talking about taxpayer-funded public schools. Every taxpayer should have the right to see what his or her tax dollars are funding. Here is what will be taught in each grade at each school. Now, the Parents' Bill of Rights Act includes 
a parent's right to know provision and requires the school board post a notice of right of parents to information about their children's education. And these notices include, now I'll just read some of them, the right to review and make copies of, at no cost, the curriculum of their child's school. The right to meet with each teacher of their child, not less than twice during the school year. Many schools already do this. The right to review the budget, including all revenues and expenditures of the child's school. The right to a list of books and other reading materials available in the library of their child's school and to inspect such books or other reading materials, such as graphic novels. The right to information about all schools in which their child can enroll, including options for enrolling in or transferring to charter schools. The right to address the school board. And this was later addressed more specifically as a First Amendment right to assemble and express their opinions on decisions made by the school board. The right to information about violent activity in their child's school. The right to information about any plans to eliminate gifted and talented programs at the school. The right to review any professional development materials, such as CRT. The right to know if their child is not grade level proficient in reading of language arts at the end of the third grade. The right to know if the school employee or contractor acts to change a minor's child's genders, gender markers, pronouns, or preferred name, or allow a child to change the child's sex-based accommodations, including locker rooms or bathrooms. The right to know if a school employee or contractor acts to treat, advise, or address cyberbullying, bullying, or hazing of a student, uh, the student's mental health, any suicidal ideation or instances of self-harm, any specific threats to the safety of the student, any possession of, or use of drugs or other controlled substances, any eating disorders, or if a child brings a weapon to school. These are all notices that should go to parents. Now, regarding school libraries, a school board shall ensure that each elementary school and secondary school provide the parents at the beginning of each school year a list of books and other reading materials available in the library and the opportunity to inspect such books and other reading materials. These are basic parental rights. There's nothing radical here. So how do the Democrats respond and how does the media report this response. Before we get to the fake news print media, let me state that ABC News Online included some interesting quotes from Senator Majority, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Here's the quote. The House Republicans' school control bill is Orwellian to the core, end quote. School control bill? It's a parent's rights bill. Orwellian? This deliberate nonsense is coming from the most powerful man in the United States Senate who happens to be a true 
Democrat donkey. Now, ABC News quotes Democratic Caucus Chairman Pete Aguilar from California as saying, well, he respects parents' voices, but worries that the Republican bill has, quote, become a highly partisan issue, end quote. Well, who is making the recognition of basic parental rights a partisan issue? Why it happens to be Democrats. By this I mean that while there are some so-called progressive Democrats who sincerely believe that parents have no rights when it comes to public education, remember Terry McAuliffe? Most Democrats, however, including those in red or purple districts, they voted against the measure only because it was passed by a Republican majority. And that is the very definition of partisanship. Content be damned. I won't vote for a bill no matter how beneficial it is to the parents in my district because it comes from those evil Republicans. The final quote from the ABC News Online is a quote from the president of a group that calls itself the National Parents Union. I had never heard of this group, but they are out there. This organization defines itself as a network of highly effective parent organizations and grassroots activists who believe that there should be liberation, justice, and equity in education for all children and that education systems must be transformed to, wait for it, eradicate generational institutions of oppression, end quote. Now, ABC News reported that the National Parents Union sent 50 parents to Washington, D.C. to lobby against the bill. Why? Because House Republicans did not ask for their input in developing the language of the bill. The activists in the National Parents Union consider themselves so important that no congressional legislation can be valid without their input. And they wear t-shirts which read, nothing about us without us. A more accurate t-shirt would read, Everything about us is arrogance. Let's turn to the print media. First of all, given the place of public public education in the so-called culture war going on right now and the importance of the issue of public education certain to be at the forefront of the 2024 presidential campaign, you would think that the vote on the Parents' Bill of Rights Act would garner front page space. It did not. The closest to the front page pin award goes to the Cleveland Plain Dealer, who placed its Associated Press article on the fourth page. The Saturday Wall Street Journal placed its report on page five. But guess where the New York Times located the news of this major piece of legislation that could potentially affect all public school systems in the country and millions of parents? Guess where the New York Times put this article? Way back on page 17, alongside an article about the renaming of an army base. By the way, the Sunday papers, that would be the next day, March 26th, 
they completely ignored the story. No follow-up, no editorials, no op-eds, no commentaries, nothing. Well, what can, can you conclude from that? Today's news media simply does not consider parental rights as a newsworthy topic. So on to the fake news. The Wall Street Journal, yes, the Wall Street Journal reported the following. Quote, the bill passed 213 to 208 with five Republicans joining all Democrats in opposition, end quote. This statement is misleading in that it makes it sound like the five Republicans who voted against the bill agreed with the Democrats as to the bill's utility. This is incorrect. There was no bipartisan opposition to the bill. While it is accurate to say that five Republicans voted against the bill, they did not join the Democrats in opposing the bill for the same reasons. Only the Associated Press article bothered to report the reasons why five Freedom Caucus Republicans voted against the Republican bill. The AP story reported that, and I quote, the Freedom Caucus members unsuccessfully tried to add provisions that called for abolishing the Department of Education's programs in schools and endorsed vouchers that would send public funds to private schools, end quote. In other words, the Freedom Caucus members, by voting against the bill, were saying that the bill did not go far enough in promoting parents' rights. That's a big difference, don't you think? Wall Street Journal reported, again, a quote, Democrats have dubbed the bill the Politics Over Parents Act. They, the Democrats, argue the bill would enable censorship in public schools around race and sexuality, as well as forcing unfunded new mandates on administrators, end quote. Unfunded mandates? What about SEL, or social-emotional learning mandates, raining down upon the school boards by the Department of Education? How about DIE, diversity, inclusion, and equity mandates? Where is the concern for the economic burden of these mandates? Let me close with some quotes from a couple of Democrats who spoke to the New York Times. AOC is quoted as saying, and I'm a quoter, the effect of the bill would be to require schools to out trans, non-binary, and LGBTQ plus youth, even if it would put said youth in harm's way. She added, for so many children of abuse, school is their only safe place to be, end quote. Representative Mark Takano Democrat from California, who is identified as a former teacher, is quoted as, as sharing his own experiences of children facing severe punishment at home after teachers outed students to parents. And I'm quoting him now from the New York Times. When a home is not safe for LGBTQ kids, schools become their safe place, noting that the bill would push good teachers to do bad things and force kids back into the closet. It is a fundamental invasion of privacy that puts children in danger, end quote. 
the bill actually requires the school to notify parents if a school employee acts to change a child's gender markers or pronouns or allows the child to change the child's sex-based accommodations, including locker rooms and bathrooms. This is basic parental rights stuff. If a male child wishes to use a girl's restroom or locker room, the parents should know about it. True to form, Representative AOC and Mr. Takano are purposely lying about the Parents' Rights Act, Bill of Rights Act. It doesn't out anybody. Currently, some schools apparently actively facilitate the child's secret, living a secret life within the confines of the school building without the parent's knowledge. This practice is blatantly unconstitutional. Since 1923, the United States Supreme Court has repeatedly held that parents have a fundamental right to make decisions concerning the care, custody, and control of their children. This liberty interest by parents is perhaps the oldest of the fundamental liberty interests recognized by the United States Supreme Court. In 1923, in a decision called Meyer versus Nebraska, the Supreme Court held that the liberty interest protected by the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment includes the right of parents to, quote, establish a home and bring up children and to control the education of their own, end quote. Two years later, 1925, in a case called Pierce versus Society of Sisters, the Supreme Court held that, and I quote, the liberty of parents and guardians includes the right to direct the upbringing and education of children under their control, end quote. The court explained in Pierce that, and I quote, quote him again, the child is not the mere creature of the state. Those who nurture him and direct his destiny have the right, coupled with the high duty, to recognize and prepare him for additional obligations, end quote. This language was cited in the United States Supreme Court decision more recently called Troxel versus Granville, which was a six to three decisions, a decision that came out in 2000. That would be 23 years ago upholding parental rights. And this was not a conservative court holding. Judge RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the patron saint of left-wing ideology, she joined in the majority opinion. So the highest court in the land since 1925 in every case since has recognized the liberty, interest, and constitutional right of parents to raise their children without interference by the state. This care, custody, and control includes education. Now, full disclosure, while this right is not unlimited, as in cases of child abuse and neglect, the Parents' Bill of Rights Act simply affirms this principle for everyday law-abiding parents. Let me repeat, while the state can constitutionally intervene and lawfully remove children when circumstances indicate abuse, neglect, or dependency, to assume that parental notification of information stated in the Parents' Rights Bill of Rights Act 
would automatically lead to abuse is irresponsible and even reprehensible. Representatives Cortez and Takana know full well that school teachers are what's known as mandatory reporters, meaning that they, uh, when they see or suspect child abuse or neglect, they are required to report such information to the local kids hotline run by the local county children's services agency who is charged with the duty of investigation and these calls by law are confidential. Now, in summary, last week's bill, Parents' Bill of Rights Act came to a vote in the United States House of Representatives. The purpose of the bill was to ensure that the rights of parents are honored and protected in the nation's public schools. All Republicans either voted for the bill or a stronger version of the bill. All the Democrats who voted, voted against the Parents' Bill of Rights Act. The fake news media gave it one day of news coverage. It should have received much, much more. Parents' rights in education is a critical issue today, and it will not go away despite major news outlets burying or ignoring the story. The Parents' Bill of Rights Act provides a blueprint or at least a starting point for local school boards to ensure that the rights of parents are honored and protected in our public schools. It provides common sense proposals and solutions to legitimate parental concerns. And that's the real reason the story got so little coverage in the news. The partisan fake news complex simply does not support the Parents' Bill of Rights Act because it doesn't support parents. The so-called progressives and fake news view the child as a creature of the state who needs to be indoctrinated by the bureaucrats and so-called experts running the public schools. And Republicans and parents only get in the way. That's it. Until next time, this is Mike T saying thanks for listening. And remember, never, never take for granted the blessings of liberty established for us and our children by our great Constitution. Read it, learn it, defend it against our enemies. Fake news is real. It's dangerous. It's everywhere. Stay informed. Be engaged. Our republic depends on you to keep it.